Hi, this is Allison from Boston, and I would rather marry Pat Robertson than listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. This episode 364 of your listener-produced, listener-supported I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, ready to pounce on episode 364. The lovely, talented, and scholarly co-host of mine, Brittany Page. Hello, sir. Like that little tongue roll? Yeah, I'm having <laughs> I'm having throat issues right now, so we're going to try to make it through the show without too much uh, throat clearing. A lot of editing on my part, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just give you a wink every time I need to clear my throat. Oh, then Does that I'll, seem like a good thing to well, do? Well, no, because then I'm thinking, oh, look, she's being really happy and nice to me. And then, By oh, no. By winking at you? Yeah. Well, you know, I always want to be a wink guy. I equate winking with friendliness. Yeah. If someone winks at me in public, I'm not like, oh, what a super nice, friendly guy. I'm like, why well, is that person you're a lady. winking at me like that? I Normally, like a punch <laughs> in the face is, isn't... isn't uh, initiated by a wink like oh wink yoink oh. it doesn't it's usually a friendly gesture yeah should I, you want me to mute no i didn't see a wink but i saw a hand motion no there was a fleck flying by so oh, i was trying to fleck mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> speaking of flex britney page uh-huh did you <laughs> you know sometimes bad things do happen to bad people mm. omarosa <laughs> Omarosa got fired. Yes. Apparently, very unceremoniously. Yes. Escorted off the premises. Although she is denying this. Yeah, well, what what else is she going to do? Well, and apparently the Secret Service tweeted and said they didn't escort her off either. Yeah, they just turned her fucking security card that gets her access into the building. They turned it right the fuck off. Yeah, so maybe it was John Kelly himself who just picked her up and carried her out. (laughs) So the Secret Service is like, of course we didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Someone else did. It is a weird thing that this administration is like a goddamn reality show. Yeah, and that's the hard part of believing Omarosa, (laughs) because what people said behind the scenes about what happened, that makes sense based on who Omarosa is. Based on the voluminous hours of footage that we've seen of her. Yeah, and I guess you could say, oh, well, she's acting. But she well, doesn't. She she doesn't seem to be acting because unless she's acting all the time, right? I guess. But I guess that's that could be right. That she's just a, a naturally dramatic weirdo. Yeah, but God you know damn. there were reports that she was told that she was going to be let go, and then that she charged the White House residents to go talk to Donald Trump. Now, some of that language, I think, is. Uh, well, I'm also saying it in Incendiary. a very dramatic way. Yeah, well, I, no, I think they, that's the way they even said it in the article. Yeah. Is that she, like, ch- like ah, like a beeline, like Jason Bourne. Like, she's just going to yeah. run up there and... Yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to talk to him myself. 
I think that's more likely how it went. Yeah. No, this is bullshit. I'm going up there and I'm going to talk to Donald. Yes, you know. the Donald. The Donald. Mm-hmm. Ugh. High-profile departure at the White House today. The press secretary announcing the resignation of Amarosa Manigault Newman, a former contestant on The Apprentice. So why is she suddenly out of the West Wing? ABC senior White House correspondent Cecilia Vega tonight. Amarosa has to go. You're fired. It happened three times on The Apprentice. And tonight, Amarosa Manigault Newman is out of a job at the White House. The official line, she resigned, quote, to pursue other opportunities. But multiple sources tell ABC News Manigault Newman was fired. And in a dramatic departure fit for a reality TV star, she was escorted off the White House grounds. Polarizing, to say the least. Every critic, every detractor will have to bow down to President Trump. She was also one of the most high-profile African-American staffers in the administration. A friend of the boss who could walk into the Oval Office whenever she wanted. That is, until Chief of Staff John Kelly took over. She notoriously clashed with fellow aides. And there was this scene at a journalism conference this summer. If you don't want to be here, don't be here. Many in the West Wing couldn't even say what she did in her role as director of communications for the Office of Public Liaison. And she will perhaps be best remembered for her lavish wedding and showing up to the White House wearing her wedding dress, a party van full of guests with her for an unannounced photo shoot. Cecilia Vega with us live at the White House tonight. And Cecilia Amorosa, a longtime favorite of President Trump's. But as you reported, Chief of Staff John Kelly, not a fan? Yeah, David, he cut off her access to the Oval Office. That did not make her happy either. And there does not seem to be much love lost here among many sources in the West Wing. One source described Omarosa as, quote, one disaster after the next, David. Okay, Cecilia Vega with us tonight. You know, Thank you. The numbers that I'm hearing, she brought 39 motherfuckers to the White House to take a picture. Okay, that, that's a series a lot. of photos. Yeah, unannounced. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unannounced and unscheduled. Yeah, like she owns the place. (laughs) Like it's her. It's not like you got, oh, my best friend's in town from, you know, Chattawooski, whatever the fuck that is. And uh, I want to show her around. It's 39 people. Yeah. Traipsing through the White House. Right. Well, when I say that I think that this is just how she is, even when she made that comment of they're going to bow down to Donald Trump, this is not her on The Apprentice 10 years ago or however long it's been. This is her now, today, in an official role in the government, in the White House, yeah. talking in a way that sounds like she's on The Apprentice. Everyone will bow down to Mr. Trump. That's like something a celebrity would say on Celebrity Apprentice. Right, right. This is not something that someone who works for the president should be saying. It's exactly right. It's very She strange. also like addresses letters, the Honorable Omarosa. <laughs> fucking weirdo, man. Well, I love in that news package that they weren't calling her Omarosa. They were calling her by her... Her two last names, her hyphenated... Manigault Newman. Yeah, yeah, to make it sound more official because they're reporting on Omarosa. Uh, now she's calling herself Pastor. Uh, I think she calls her husband Pastor. Oh, so she's Mrs. Pastor blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen that, but in the pictures with her like husband, the, she calls the him The Reverend Pastor. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, I don't I know. always think those double titles are weird. I don't know. Unnecessary. Yes, that's not what I do. <laughs> I don't call myself Dr. Reverend or mm. Reverend Dr. Jesse Dollimore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mainly because I'm neither of those. I guess I could be called a reverend. Yeah. I am ordained. Well, there you go. I, I've married my best friend and his wife. Reverend Dollimore. The Reverend. 
Jesse Dollamore. Yes, sounds great. I already have the how to say God down. Yeah. I'm halfway there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I'm halfway there. Well, good. Start making some money. (laughs) Right? So, the other bit of news we wanted to talk about, kind of uh, topsy-turvy this morning, because there was so much to get to, we're a day late on the show, is a little bit more serious, well, a lot more serious. It's this Keaton Keaton Jones, I think is the kid's name. The the kid out of... uh, where are they from? Tennessee. The kid, yeah, the kid out of Tennessee. Now it's this. It went viral. It's a video of the kid, and he's bawling his eyes out. And the mom is filming him, peppering him with questions in the car about why, yeah, why he's crying and he got bullied and what are they saying? And it went crazy. And then the mom got outed as maybe possibly racist or having said racist things or taking pictures with with uh, Confederate flags, which I don't think automatically makes you a racist. I will step in here you know, and I'm, explain I'm the story. Well, I just would like to explain it in a different way. Um, <laughs> you're doing a perfectly fine job. Um, wow, a perfectly fine yes. job. That's what we aim for here, so, Brittany. <laughs> oh, you should listen to my podcast. Yes. It's perfectly okay. fine. <laughs> so the mom uploaded it to Facebook and it went viral. And what happened was all these celebrities picked it up and tweeted it to their feeds. So like Chris Evans retweeted it and invited him to the Avengers premiere next year and uh, Haley Steinfeld uh, uploaded it and invited him to come to the Pitch Perfect 3 premiere or whatever or something and all of these celebrities came out Josh Brolin was posting it to his Instagram all of these people were coming out in support of him offering him things then there was a GoFundMe page that was created and then people like they do started researching the family And they went back through his mom's Facebook posts. Mm -hmm. And she had made a post after the Charlottesville rally. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Talking about how people need to get over being, quote unquote, butthurt or whatever. And get over it and blah, blah, blah. The the tenor of the post was, black people need to calm down because you guys weren't slaves. You were never a slave. You don't have it bad. That's kind. Isn't that kind of the the gist of what she was getting at in so many words. I don't remember the post. That's what I took away from it. Okay. So, and then she... So we're just going to go with that's what it was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't... Or you could Google it and go read it and find the facts. Okay. Um. So... Then they found pictures of her, like you said, posing with a Confederate flag. They found pictures of the child posing with a um, Confederate flag and other kids. Uh, Now they have found his dad. And his dad has problematic things going on, Hmm. Um, like runs in Aryan circles in prison kind of things. Hmm. This is what's being reported. I don't know. In the Independent. So... um, there was some controversy over this. People saying, oh, well, that's not really his mom in the photos. Well, she came out and said that those are. Yeah. The Finally, photos. after having denied it. Yeah. Um, they still are denying that the GoFundMe page was created by them. They said it was created by someone else, that they aren't getting the money, whatever. Um, it was really weird, though, to watch this go down because initially when people saw the video, there was this outpouring of love for him. Yeah. And then they found out his parents are racist. And there was a tweet that said that the reason he was getting bullied was because he called someone the N-word. Yeah, how would they know, how would some random on Twitter fucking know that information? Right. And there hasn't been, like you're saying, there hasn't been any evidence of that. So yeah. I don't know. Or corroboration. 
Right. But once I started hearing all this come out and then everyone kind of turned on Keaton Jones. Yeah. And then I Googled his name just now, the number one, the most popular tweet that Keaton came up Keaton Jones for me. racist? Yes. God damn. Is it really? Yes. And so this kind of leads us to what we want to talk about. I think there's two things that we want to touch on. Well, you know my issue. We'll address it last, I guess. Yeah. So the second one is Sharon Ting. That's your issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one that I want to talk about is distancing the child from his parents. Okay, because this kid's 11. Yeah, he's a he's not even a teenager yet. He's not a racist. He's nothing. And if you're having a hard time doing that, then think of me when I was 11, because yeah. this was my situation. Both my parents are still racist. We've talked about it on the show. I often think about how thankful I am that this kind of social media did not exist when I was growing up. Because if that were the case... It may have cemented your views and created a recalcitrant Britney. Well, not necessarily cemented my views, but there would be photographic evidence of like me as a child in front of a swastika flag. Yeah. Going to Aryan Nations in front of burning cross... Like that would be on blog posts or something. Yeah. And then I, the child with my name, would be associated with this. Yeah. Even though I broke away from it and I got out of it. So I have a hard time with people now attacking this child for who his parents are because we should give him the opportunity to get out. Well, even if he he is quote unquote racist, because when you're fucking 10 or 11, how can you really, you can parrot things you've heard from your dumbass parents who exactly, might be Exactly, your racist. indoctrination. But it's it's like growing up in... Uh, people say, oh yeah, that you know all these Muslim babies are born. No, babies are born and then they're turned into Muslims. Right. <laughs> babies are born and then they're turned into Christians. Right, like when they ask what your two-year-old's uh, religious view is at the preschool and you're like, I don't know yet, he's two. Yeah, I don't know. Like, let me <laughs> ask him. Hey, what uh, <laughs> what's your deal? <laughs> Do you believe in God, sir? <laughs> You must answer right now. What particular doctrine of the faith are you? Uh, do you follow? Two years old. Oh, what? Oh, you're. Oh, he pooped his pants. I, I, I got nothing. So, I think it's weird, and also, um, it's a rush to judgment and a rush to outrage. Yeah. In in a case like this. Mm -hmm. The other thing... Well, focus on the adults. That's it. That's yeah, what I'm for saying. for sure. For sure. If you're going to take issue, focus on the adults who are indoctrinating a child with bad ideas. Don't punish this child more than he already is in this difficult family situation where he doesn't talk to his dad anymore because he is a white supremacist. And he has this mom who has what appears to be sympathetic leanings. Yeah. Um, you know, he he didn't have a choice about what family he's born into and what is he supposed to do at 11 years old. The other thing is that you, you don't want to... Well, first of all, let's say that there's... I'm just inventing shit here, but it very well could be the case that they have a narrative in their home about how liberals are hateful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then when all these liberals attack him, mm. all it does is reinforce all of that shit he's been told about liberal America. Right. About the, the the blue states, oh they they hate us, they blah blah blah. You know what I mean? And why not create a different narrative for that kid? That hey, we do love you. There is another way. Mm -hmm. Your ideas are wrong. Right. But, ah, let me show you why they're wrong. Which is what, something you said about these, um, you know, Tennessee Titans players, like a black running back or something, went up there. I don't know the guy's name. Yeah. And that might be formative for him. Right. Right. For sure. And 
it, there's also a case to be made that he could, because he's 11, feel like his mom is being attacked and automatically side with her. Too, yeah, yeah, you for know, sure, and for and sure. and that's not something that you want to do. I mean, and that's why we we save this for the second part because it all comes down to. This shouldn't have been put on the internet in the first place. I was, when everybody was, when the outpouring of emotion happened, I didn't have the outpouring because the entire, I wasn't focused on little Keaton Jones the whole, I was focused on who the fuck is filming this and putting this on the internet. Who is, first of all, I I don't know that it's healthy to sit there and, and re-go over the quote-unquote trauma with the kid when you're not a, a professional. She's just... Oh, yeah? What'd they say? Uh-huh. Well, how'd that make you feel? It, it's it's, it's not good. And it's something we've talked about sporadically over the course of the of this show. Sharentine. Something that's called Sharentine. Mm-hmm. Where a parent shares with the fucking world the life of their kid. And like we talked about specifically... Um, a woman who blogs about her son's medical condition and along with that condition can come a malformed penis. And that kid's going to grow up someday and there's going to be a blogs or whatever and he's going to be an adult. He's going to be a, a child in his formative years having to tackle that damage that his parent inflicted upon him. And I, I don't see this as any different. What what this this Kimberly Jones did to Keaton. Yeah, I I didn't have the initial reaction that you did. And then I sent it to my best friend, who is a mom. And she had the immediate reaction of why did she put this on the internet? And so kind of started to check myself yeah. and say, okay, people I respect are having this reaction. Why am I not having this reaction? Because typically... Uh, I talk about it with my best friend all the time. Some posts I see are very problematic and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) your kid will eventually be an adult. Yeah. And I don't know if that person who is their own person who will eventually be an adult will appreciate you putting this information on the internet for all of your friends to see and all these people you don't even care about that you went to high school with that you'll never see again. Eventual friends to see. Yeah. And it's 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 difficult because now Keaton Jones is a popular search on Google. Yeah, and the most Everyone is digging up things about his family. And the most popular search is Keaton Jones racist. Yeah, and they're digging into his familial dysfunction and putting it in <laughs> the independent is reporting on it. Yeah. So this is like an 11-year-old who still has to go back to school. You know? And listen, he may, let me just uh, uh, espouse or or dispel this. He may go back and it's a cool thing for him right now, but he, we don't know what lasting psychological effect this could and likely will have on that child. Well, and the point is I saw someone ask him whose choice was it to do this? And he said it was my choice. And the thing about that is, is that he's 11. Yeah. Are we letting kids fucking run the, run the parenting program now? He doesn't understand how the internet is forever. It's forever. Well, apparently his fucking mom doesn't either. Well, she might, and she just didn't care. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. Because this is kind of the culture now where you take out your phone and film. You try to go viral. You try to make money off your kid doing something. And it just seems like maybe people should pause for a moment and think more about that and how that could influence the person that is their own person. Yeah. Well, that's 
I'm glad you said that because a lot of parents look at their kids as their property. This is my child. They are mine. I dress them how I want. I and look to a degree. Obviously, you have custody of your child. They are in your your care. You don't own that person. That is a human being that you are rearing. You know, it's something. One of the wisest things that Louis C.K. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> that Louis C.K. ever said that that I thought that was awesome was, you're not raising children. You're raising adults. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to be good kids. You want these these little kids that you have to to be raised to be a decent human being, a decent adult. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, I think parents look at their children as theirs, and then I could, you know, they're like a little posable action figure. You know, with kung fu grip, whatever you want to put them in, yeah, right, they, right. you know, and that's just not the way it is. Yeah. While they're there, you you shouldn't be allowing them to make the decisions because they don't have the developed prefrontal cortex to make decisions. You, you got to be mindful of their future. Well, and they should still have a right to privacy. Absolutely. I, that that's really what it comes down. It should to. be guarded. I think. Yeah, they have a right to their privacy. So, as always, we would love to know what you think. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. You can email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. We do in the wake of the Alabama special election in which Roy Moore was fucking soundly defeated by a percent and a half or so, which is a massive margin in a state like Alabama. Let me play a few voicemails on the matter of that election night. First is uh, a caller that is specifically addressing Eric from Oklahoma who called in and was asking about what we can do going forward in the face uh, of a special election like this. Kind of, uh, I don't know if I would say he was disheartened, but he was certainly seeking advice from from us and also the audience. All right, this is the trucker Tony from Texas. I wanted to leave a message for uh, one of your, one of the callers who called in and said he wanted to do more, uh, you know, with the Roy Moore situation. And obviously now we know, uh, you know, that it, it, everything that everybody did actually worked. Um, anyways, I want to let that guy know. I forgot his name and I forgot the episode. Um, but just by him calling in and saying what he did and what he's been trying to do and what he can do more, while I know that by him calling in, it kind of sparked something in me, probably sparked sparked something in a lot of other people. Now, I live in Texas, but I have family in Alabama. And I didn't think to, you know, find out where they're at with their voting and all that. And by after hearing that episode, I immediately called some of my family there to find out where they were with it. And so I know I was responsible for at least five votes, you know, uh, against Roy Moore, and for Jones, Doug Jones. So uh, he did that. I mean, by him calling in and just kind of giving me the what can I do thing, what I could do is I could affect change. And, I, you know, I got five votes in there, and I know that's not five votes that won anything. But, hell, we got that motherfucker out of there. So thank God that we have Doug Jones in there. And uh, thank you guys for what y'all do. All right, and this is Tony the Trucker from Texas out. Brittany's the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. This was a really powerful call, I thought. It it um it makes what we do seem 
not I don't want to say worth it, but more important. Like this is this is awesome. Yeah, I also great news validating for me. I feel great about this. I remember feeling like I didn't have an answer for yeah, Eric, and yeah. like I don't know, bro. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this proves that even though Eric was feeling like, what are we gonna do? You know, what's gonna happen with this? That even just expressing that. Um, pushed people to action. Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful thing and goes to show how beneficial conversation is. Yeah. And talking about things. So listen, Tony, thank you. Goddamn. Thank you so much for reaching out to your family. You were probably one of many people who did something similar. Yeah. But it takes, it's a group effort. Tony on his own getting five or, or even like 10 people to vote isn't going to get the job done. But if we have a thousand Tonys who all mm -hmm. reach out to five or ten people, yeah, that could be the diff. That absolutely can be the difference. So good on you, Eric. Thank you for your previous voicemail that sparked this. Um, it makes me um, warm and fuzzy inside. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, next voicemail, also about election night. Hello, Jesse and Brittany. This is Tiffany calling you from Frederick, Maryland. Um, I just wanted to reach out to you guys and just say a little something about the election in uh, Alabama. Um, I think it's a fantastic win for the Democratic Party. I think it shows that the people of Alabama were not willing to put up with having a pedophile in office. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, but I also wanted to say that um, Democrats can't lose steam. We, we got this win under our belt, but we have to keep pushing and we have to keep fighting um, because the fight is far from over with this administration. Um, so I just, I just wanted to say that. Um, but it's, it's a good win, and I'm going to savor it, and I'm excited. Um, and I'm also very hopeful that there that we will be able to get this country back on back on track. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to call and share that. Thank you guys. And Brittany is the best part. Bye. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. Thank you for the call, Tiffany. Um, yes. I, I agree. There's a lot to unpack there. 2018 is here. Look, it's, it's the 15th of December. We we got 16 more days and we are in the midterms. It's 2018. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that this happened when it did because it's still, you know, humans are humans. People get complacent. People forget about the passion that they had. Yeah. Th that lonely night in, in, in uh, December 13th or the 12th, as it were. And, um... We need to stay motivated. We need to stay on top of this. We need to keep calling Republicans and conservatives and people with even Democrats with bad positions and holding them accountable mm -hmm. and carry that into the midterms in November. Yeah. This coming November. Um, I just, it's a great win. We're going to talk about it. We're, we're going to talk about it when we get into the into Dollamocracy, but uh, let's do one more. Thank you for the call, Tiffany. We appreciate it very much. One more call, Casey from Alabama. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. It's Casey in Alabama. We are uh, we're watching these election results, and it's uh, Associated Press already called Doug Jones the winner. 
Um, I'm sure you guys are watching some kind of live feed, uh, you know, as it goes on, but it looks like Alabama voted the right way. I was starting to lose confidence in my state, but now I, I feel really good. The city I'm in, you know, Montgomery, the entire county was blue, uh, and that made me kind of, kind of happy about my city and about my county a little bit more now, and I'm regaining a little faith in it. But, uh, yeah. That Democrat won in Alabama. It's, it's, it's fucking insane. Um, but anyway. That is, I think, um, I'm going to prognosticate here, but that sounded like a little bit of shock, still a little bit reserved because in those early, Casey did call while it was all happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's still more, still hasn't conceded. Mm-hmm. What a fucking, what a baby, right? Uh, well, it's funny because Tommy Lahren has been tweeting saying, oh, look at us. We can accept a loss without going into the streets and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Roy Moore will not <laughs> will not concede. He, yeah. He's still saying that there's a chance that they haven't counted the military ballots. We need to count the provisional ballots. <laughs> We're waiting till it's certified by the Secretary of State. Well, even that night. Everyone is immoral. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a gay conspiracy. Hey, talk to our Jew lawyer. Let's get him on the case. Ugh. So listen, Casey, uh, congratulations, brother. Yes. That is an amazing thing for your state. The last time a Senate, uh, a senator was a, uh, a Democrat in, uh, in Alabama, it was Richard Shelby, who's still in the Senate, although he switched parties. <laughs> like two years later or something. Yeah, it was like two, yeah, about two years later. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in the Senate, he was there. Mm-hmm. He's still there. And uh, he's a Republican. I think yeah. I've told the story about him, me being on a, on a, the train, on the little tram that runs back and forth from the office buildings to the Capitol. Uh-huh. And Richard Shelby sparked up a conversation with me uh-huh oh yeah we, we, i'm from idaho oh idaho oh wow we'd kill for those demographics in alabama meaning oh you have an awesome white state yikes we would love that kind of a voter voter base mm. so problematic as fuck for sure however he also came out and said I cannot and will not vote for Roy Moore. On Jake Tapper's show right. on Sunday before on, the election. So and, and some people say that that might have had an influence. It had to have. Because yeah. he's well respected. Yeah. And he said he wrote in a distinguished Republican. And there were many write-ins. Yeah. I was surprised. 1.3% of the vote, I think, was the final it seemed tally. like quite a bit. I mean, I don't know. It's a lot. Okay. It's cer- certainly enough to sway the vote. Yeah. The other facet of the vote that really got it done was black women. Yes. Um, a massive, massive, like 98%, which makes me think, what in the fuck is going on with that other 2%? But still, 98% of any vote mm-hmm. is a tremendous percentage, and it is what put it over the edge. Yeah. Um, got a lot of fucked up white people in Alabama. <laughs> that is for sure. Yes. Pretty bizarre. Casey, not one of them. No. Definitely not one of them. No. Everybody, thank you for your calls, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and 
good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. We have two individuals who have edited their pledge to a higher amount. Yes. That is Brenna. Brenna. And Rende. Rende. That is awesome. We love you guys. We appreciate your your additional support. We also have a new pledge. A new pledge. From El Ray. El Ray. Mm-hmm. Rende El Ray Brenna. Good to go. Listen, we are, we have added a new perk for the Patreon um, for the $10 a month level, we are streaming at least, for sure, one time a week. This next one, there was a little bit, we got a little bit of feedback that it was a little late and also maybe not uh, announced early enough, although we did tweet, we did put it on the Facebook page, you got to follow that stuff. Um, we're going to record at 6 o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Does that, does that sound good? Yes. 6 o'clock Pacific time. This Sunday, we will go live. We will email you a link via Patreon to where to go. And then if you miss it, though, that same link will take you to the the archived version of the live show. Right. I also wanted to say, for those people who did join us last time, it was blurry AF. Mm-hmm. For sure, I fixed it. Yeah. I had it took a trip to Home Depot. Oh, me physically dismantling my camera. Look at that! It was a goddamn shit show. Jesse D, Reverend Dollamore, yes. Candyman. Doctor Reverend Jesse Dollamore is also a camera fixer. Handyman. Handyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thanks everybody for your support. We appreciate it. One more time. Well, not one more time. We got several shows before Christmas. It is the holiday season. If you're buying holiday gifts for your loved ones or even people you hate, I don't know why that would be the case, mm-hmm. go to dollamore.com slash Amazon and that'll redirect you to Amazon. You could buy all kinds of holiday crap for your loved ones. Nice. Every little bit goes a long way. We get a little tiny commission and you don't pay any more. So happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Brittany is dancing a holiday dance. See, that's what when the cameras are off, it's a good time. <laughs> I was half dancing, half stretching. Dollamocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So, again, Roy Moore. <laughs> the not giving up Roy Moore. There's also now a conspiracy theory, Brittany, that lots of voters were bussed across the border from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Come on. Anything to not concede that you lost. I think the person who tweeted that was named Bill Mitchell. Yeah, he's a fucking nutter. But the responses to it are amazing. Oh, are they? Yes. Huh. It's people saying that like George Soros sent a black helicopter and picked him up, flew him in, dropped him off. <laughs> like it, it took a long time and it was like a lot of resources, but hey, he got one vote, you know? It's like a special forces operation. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, the more campaign, first of all, just a fucking shit show, but they sent out the big guns the day of the election to do news spots 
and Crockett. I think his name is Todd Crockett. This guy. <laughs> Maybe Todd Crockett. Some Crockett. <laughs> he went out and he was with JTAP and... It was an amazing thing to behold. Here are three separate clips we're going to play to talk about his appearance, which keep in mind, the reason he went out there was to try to shore up the vote, to try to put the campaign in a in a positive light. Yeah. <laughs> and it just did not work out that way. In the radio interview that he did with Sean Hannity, he said he knew okay. he knew two of the women, including Debbie Gibson, who was 17 at the time, when she says more, pursued her. Take take a listen. Know her, but I don't remember going out on dates. I, I knew her as a friend. If we did go out on dates, then we did, but I do not remember that. He knows her, but he doesn't remember going on dates. But in an interview on Sunday of this week with the Voice of Alabama, Judge Moore denied knowing any of the women, including Gibson, who was shown in an ad released uh, by his opponent, Doug Jones. T take a listen. When I saw these pictures on the advertisements of my opponent, I did not recognize any of those people. Sure. I did not know them. So did he know them or did he not know them? Because we've gotten different Jake, messages. Jake, this is a smear campaign. That's all this is. What is? Doug Jones is a lawyer. <laughs> this is the only thing he understands. Lawyers are like this, okay? Washington Post, Gloria Allred, this is simply a smear campaign. Isn't Roy Moore also a lawyer? This is what lawyers do, J Jake. Jake. He's a skeevy snake. He's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So is Roy Moore. Campaign of accusations. That's all it is. Well, Roy I'm, Moore's going to win this election tonight. I, I'm just asking. The I'm people just, of Alabama understand that. I'm just playing Roy Moore's words. They understand it. I'm playing Roy Moore's words. In one, he says he knows one of the accusers. And the other one, he says he doesn't know any of the accusers. He, and said, if, he said if. He said if what? He said if. <laughs> we were all gobsmacked when this story hit, Jake. Mm -hmm. It takes a while when you have, have pain like that come after you and you're being lied about and you go on the radio within 24 hours or TV. He, he used the word if, okay? All you're trying to do is smear the man. Everybody in Alabama knows that. We're voting today. We're going to vote for Roy Moore. We're tired of this. We're ready for Merry Christmas, Jake. God damn! <laughs> oh. We're ready for Merry Christmas, Jake. Mm -hmm. Jake. Jake. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jake. We're ready for that. All of us in Alabama, we gonna vote for Roy Moore. Yeah. Apparently, that wasn't the case. Well, what just on the Merry Christmas thing really quick, that Pew Research released polling on this, and they asked people... Uh, what they would prefer stores and businesses to say to them, Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays. Mm -hmm. And 52% said that it doesn't matter. So they can continue to act like right. this is some super important issue that really gets people upset, but no one cares. Yeah. So relax. Well, listen, it's such a weird thing that like, just, uh, you know, after Donald Trump won, it's, ah, we can say Merry Christmas again. The war on Christmas against Christmas has been won. Yeah. But now we're back to it because it's Christmas time. Now, apparently, the war is back on. There's, no one fucking cares. Well, also, Ivanka tweeted recently, happy holidays. Right, right. And Tons of tweets from Donald Trump in the past 
of Happy Holidays tweets. All you have to do is go to YouTube and type in Obama Merry Christmas and you can just watch a montage of him wishing Americans Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So the interview continued and Jake Tapper steered it toward uh, Roy Moore's problematic, hateful, backwards ass views about gay behavior, homosexual conduct being illegal or having or should be illegal. He also made some comments, uh, controversial comments about homosexuality. Uh, listen to this from 2005. Okay. Do you think that homosexual, homosexuality or homosexual conduct should be illegal today? That's a yes or no question. Homosexual conduct should be, should be illegal. Yes. Should be illegal. Yes. Does Judge Moore still believe that homosexual conduct should be against the law? The reason people support Judge Moore in the state of Alabama is because he's a biblically-based custom law of the Bible, the Mosaic English law. Homosexuality is a sin in the biblical sense. That is where Roy Moore is in the state of Alabama. Well, does he believe that the Christian Bible should be the law of the United States of America? This country was founded on the Christian Bible. This country was on the Mosaic Law, the Old <laughs> Testament and the New Testament, Jake. This, this country has a separation of church and state, and we have laws that are not uh, rooted in uh, the Christian Bible. Jake, we have laws that you are. You don't understand. I, I think I understand perfectly. You don't but understand. Here's my question for you. You do not understand. Here's my question for you, sir. Does he think okay. that homosexual conduct should be illegal? It's a, it's a yes or no question. Probably. He probably thinks homosexual conduct should be illegal. And what would the punishment yeah. be for a man having sexual relations with another man or a woman having sexual relations with another woman? What should the punishment be? Uh, it's just a sin, okay? I understand what, what they tell is. you in church or what they tell you in synagogue or what they tell you in a mosque. That's what I'm my not Bible talking, tells I'm not talking, me. I'm not the about, Old Testament and the New Testament. Well, I mean, That's what this is about. There are you, all sorts you people of... want to take the whole uh, two or three thousand years of our history and y'all just want to throw it out the window as if you're just going to make your own rules, your own man-made rules, and do whatever you want and, uh, and sin. And that's part of the problem we've got in Washington, D.C. today, Jake. We've got too many people winging it up there. They're <laughs> fooling with women they shouldn't be fooling with. Yep. They ought to love their wives. Roy Moore loves his wife. Kayla loves him. It's clear on television. You can tell that. And uh, that, that's the problem in this country. We need, we need to uh, get back to moral law. That is awesome. He loves his wife, Kayla. You, you can see it on TV. He's loved her for a long time. Yeah, well, she was a kid. He loved her then, too. Jake, you don't understand, Jake. Trying to flush 3,000 years of history down the... Now I'm going into something else. I love, when, there. I love when Jake is like, no, I, I think I do understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you do understand, Jake. And then you're making up your man-made rules. Well, let me break it to you, Crockett. All the rules are man-made rules. Yeah. The What's that quote that if, you, if your God hates everything you do, eh, it's safe to say that's you, not your God. Yeah. And that's what it is. Mm -hmm. We didn't understand. We were barely out of the caves yeah. when the Bible was written. I think that's an Anne Lamont quote. Yeah. Or something. She's a Christian writer. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, 
it baffles me that there are millions and millions of these people still living in modernity who who think like this who who really think that the christian bible but then whose interpretation of the christian bible should predicate should our laws be predicated upon they never have an answer for that mm-hmm. it's always their interpretation which is the right one mm-hmm. how lucky for him to be born in alabama be brought up on the exact doctrine of christianity well also, something that's happening during this interview, which also happened with Anderson Cooper's interview with that woman, whatever her oh yeah, name the spokesman, was. the spokeswoman who is actually from Ohio. Yeah, um, and Anderson kept trying to do what Jake is doing here, saying, "What is his position? Does he still agree with this? He said this in the past. Is this still his position?" And she would say, "You're just trying to smear him," and it's like, "Well." wait a minute, if these are his opinions and he has said these things in the past and you view them as a smear against him, uh, that's kind of a problem, right? Aren't you supposed to be here defending him? (laughs) What's happening? Seriously, he couldn't have hired worse ding-dongs to represent him than these knuckleheads. So the last clip I'm going to play is when they, when they, uh, he finishes off the interview. You could tell Jake Tapper was just fucking donezo with this guy. <laughs> and they start talking about the this this ding dong again. He believes that it is a requirement, a legal requirement to swear your oath of office on a Christian Bible. Judge Moore has also said uh, that he doesn't think uh, a Muslim member of Congress should be allowed to be in Congress. Why? Uh, under what? But, under what provision? Because of the you have to swear on the Bible. You when you you when you are before, I had to do it. I'm an elected official, three terms. I had to swear on a Bible. You have to swear on a Bible to be an elected official in the, in the United States of America. He alleges that a Muslim cannot do that ethically, swearing on the Bible. You don't actually have to swear on a Christian Bible. You can swear on anything, really. I don't know if you knew that. You can swear on a Jewish Bible. Oh, no. I swore on the Bible. I've done it three times. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you've picked a Bible, but the law is not that you have to swear on a Christian Bible. That is not the law. You you don't know that? (laughs) All right. Ted Crockett. I don't know. I I know that uh, Donald Trump did it when he when we made him president because he's Christian and he picked it. That's what he wanted to. That's what we wanted to swear in on. Ted Crockett with the Moore campaign. Good luck tonight. Thank you so much for being here. My panel will react. when we Merry Christmas, Jake. Thank you, sir. Fucking Merry Christmas, Jake. Hey, Merry Christmas, Jew. That's what he's saying there. Jake Tapper being of the Jewish religion. Uh huh. Uh, Merry Christmas in your fucking face, Jew. No? Um, <laughs> that little side eye was... You do you. That's you being um, uncomfortable. So uh, Keith Ellison uh, was the first Muslim member of Congress. Yeah. Congressman from Minnesota. And just to you know, help Ted Crockett out here and give him some facts, because we know he loves facts, having listened to that interview. Um, Keith Ellison swore on a Quran once owned by Thomas Jefferson. Right. Uh, and Roy Moore had a lot to say about that. He was he has said that he doesn't believe uh, that a Muslim should be able to serve because they don't they can't swear on the Bible. Is he upset that Thomas Jefferson owned a Quran? Oh, I'm sure he was outraged. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what's he doing with that? Also, probably not so outraged about the, the fucking his slaves mm. raping his slaves. Huh. But the Quran. 
probably gives uh, Roman Moore a little heartburn. So let's talk about this, though, because even though it's it's hilarious and it's even better when you watch it because his face is fantastic. He kind of looks down at one point like, oh, this I, isn't going well. I, I didn't know this information that I'm being told. Um, is this true? Also, who the fuck is electing him to any position three times in a row? Yeah. So this is this is the problem, though. This is the problem, which is he's going, he's gone his whole life. How old do you think this guy is? Uh, at least 60 years old. And he had no idea how this works. There were. He had no idea how yeah, the government works. Jake interrupted him, but hadn't he interrupted him, it would have been like seven seconds of silence with the, the, the hamster just fucking running on the wheel in his brain. Like, oh, does not compute. Yeah, so. He's gone his whole life believing this, and yeah. it's wrong, and no one has ever taken the time to try to correct it until now, because his mind was blown. We watched it happen live on TV, right. and and that's informing- If you listen closely, something snapped in there. And that's informing all of his terrible opinions. Yeah. And, I mean, how hard is that going to be to change? I don't know if he took out his phone after this and went to look it up and then oh, was like, no. oh, my God, wait. He was in his mind, fake news, fake news. And that's the sad part. I hope it wasn't. I hope he does take a moment to be self-reflective and correct. Um, but but I'm, I, I am feeling doubtful about I, that. I, I actually think what happened when Jake asked that, he goes, you, you do know that, right? What? Uh, no, I, I swore Christian Bible. It was just a replay of our banjo music, Brittany. Mm-hmm. That was what went on in his mind. He just checked out. It's like a Homer, Homer Simpson episode. It's not Homer Simpson episode, but a Simpsons <laughs> episode with Homer Simpson uh-huh. where he checks out and like thinks of donuts or something. Yeah. Or a Peter Griffin situation. Yeah. God damn, this is terrible. Thank you for all this. Backing me up on what I'm saying. Well, well, listen. No, no. I want to. I want to move on to something <laughs> that's related to this. Okay. And it is. How did they go all this time? Well, it's because he's surrounded by people like this. Kind of ridiculous. For yeah. it was 40 years ago. So what if he dated teenagers? Yep. I dated teenagers when I was 30. He kissed a girl, read her a poem. Big woo. I think it does happen. It does you happen. have a lot of older men that like younger women. People are more excited to vote for an alleged predator right now. They're not less excited. Exactly. I believe that if the good Lord's forgiven him, as a Christian, I have to forgive him also. I like him because he's a born-again Christian and he tells the truth. It's just uh, an attack. Uh, it's just dirty politics. It's just odd that they come out 40 years later. It's someone that's trying to cook up a story. Where did you hear that this woman got paid $50,000? I didn't hear it no more. I just made that up. It's like um, being a mom. You don't want to see your children bullied. You go after the bully. He's older than a child. <laughs> right. And he's being accused of right. going after children, but that's right. what he denied. If Roy Moore committed a sin, that's a sin and that's not good. But we're not talking about an actual crime here. Why will you vote for Roy Moore if you think these women are telling the truth? Well, uh, because of the, I want the Republican Party to you know, our agenda and everything about getting the getting it changed and everything. So, but I don't know for sure if he would be, if he'd be an asset or not. Even if it's true, um, I don't want to give up a Senate seat. If he's not elected to the Senate, what you're looking at is a Democrat in the Senate. If, you know, Roy Moore had stolen a lawnmower when he was 21, that's bad, but that's not a reason 50 years later 
to all of a sudden, you know, uh, uh, throw him off the ballot. So according to the exit polls, um, when asked, do you think the allegations of sexual misconduct against Roy Moore are definitely or probably true? That was 8% of Roy Moore voters. So... They Almost 10% believed it. Definitely or probably true. And, and then voted. voted for it. Yeah, and you heard some of the comments there um, <laughs> attempting to make excuses for it, saying, well, if God forgives him, I forgive him. Um, you know, making other horrifying excuses. But I think that that's what those voters probably did, where they believe it's definitely or probably true. Um, then tried to rationalize it, right? So they're not necessarily saying, I definitely believe that he abused women. They're probably saying, I, I believe he abused women, but God forgives him. Well, you got to ask for forgiveness before it's granted. You don't just murder a bunch of people and like, well, I'm forgiven. No, you have to admit. You have to admit to your sins. That's, that's the other part of it, dick faces. Well, maybe he's doing that in private at home. It's confess your sins one to another. That's the scripture. Well, maybe he's doing that at home with his Jew lawyer. <laughs> they do fellowship with the Jew lawyer, Brittany. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what she said. Yeah. Ugh. By the way, I just have to say... One of you, our attorneys is a Jew. If you haven't... Oh, my God. If you haven't um, watched Jimmy Kimmel talk about the that, that comment, it mm-hmm. is hilarious. Go watch it. So... Uh, the other thing, and this plays right into the, I had, there's Vice News went out there on HBO. Vice does a good goddamn job. And they sent Frank Lutz, who is a conservative. He is a Republican pollster. Yeah. And he talked to Mo- Roy Moore supporters in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And this will give you a flavor of, well, maybe it'll give you just an eye, just kind of a bird's eye view into Casey from Alabama's life and just how fucking frustrating it must be to be surrounded by these people. And I just want to say for people who might be saying, well, why are we still talking about this? Because he lost. These people still exist in the electorate and they aren't just in Alabama. They are the same people who make excuses for Donald Trump's pussy grabbing tape. Yeah. And they're the same people who voted for Donald Trump. So there's a problem that doesn't just exist in Alabama. It is all over the country. And it's important to to like listen to the way that these people rationalize things and, and how they go, go through um, arriving to their conclusions. Because something needs to be done to counter well, that it's somehow. The, it's the first step. In in solving a problem is understanding the problem. Yeah. And their thinking is a problem. So if we are going to combat this, if we are going to slowly siphon off their numbers, I talk about that evaporation of Donald Trump's base. We're going to have to combat bad ideas with better ideas. Here's the vice clip. Are you all Christians here? Yes. Is Roy Moore a good Christian? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Without any doubt whatsoever. I do well, not, I do not know. That's something I can know necessarily. They're, well, let me ask happy. you this. Nobody's perfect. Please explain nobody's perfect when you look at the things that he has been accused of. Accused is not found guilty. I want to know. Just because I don't go to church every time the doors are open doesn't mean I don't believe. And God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but he does expect us to try and repent of our sins. Yeah. 
he's not my choice. I'm not voting for him because I like him. I'm voting for him because I don't want Doug Jones. But Roy Moore is entitled to the presumption of innocence in the law and in the Bible, just like anybody else should be. There are only accusations. There have been no charges filed. All you have is a group of women that have come forward How and many? said— How many? Seven. More. Yeah, there's really three. Higher. How many women have to come forward before you say, wait a minute, where there's smoke, there's fire? It's a matter of legitimacy, not just how many. Exactly. How many are actually not being paid or being coerced to do this? How many of them do you think are being paid? All of them. All of them? All of them. By show of hands, how many of you think all the women are being paid? Only like four people rose their hands. So it wasn't the, even the majority that rose their hands. But this isn't even the most troubling part of this tape. It, that's like reasonable. You know, that's the most reasonable part of it. Oh, yeah, they were paid. Well, how, how do you... How do you know they were paid? Then there's no answers, just what they believe. Seriously. To me, there are only two women that maybe have a smoking gun, but, you know, the women's their reputations were questionable at the time. Is this how you want to be treated as a woman if something were to happen to you? Do you want to be dismissed that way? Better have proof. You know, you know it doesn't sound like it went beyond... There were still clothes on. It doesn't sound like it wow. went beyond anything. And that as soon as the girl said she wasn't comfortable, he took her home. Uh, I guess my question is. So she's saying he only tried to really molest a little girl. And once she said, oh, I don't want to be molested, he took her home. Or he only molested her over her clothes and didn't molest her under the clothes. I mean, that's really what was like said. <laughs> That is that is fucking remarkable. Yeah. You blame her. She's 14. I, I'm not blaming her. I'm blaming both of them. So I didn't say that I thought he was without sin. It's possible he did it, but it's possible that he could be forgiven for... I don't think he raped her. I, I, let's I be real. He, it was a different world. 40 years ago in Alabama... Uh, people could get married at 13 and 14 years old. My grandmother at 13 was married at 15, had two children and a husband and a job. If Roy Moore was guilty, if, if he was at the mall hitting on this 14-year-old, 40 years ago in Alabama, there's a lot of mamas and daddies that'd be thrilled that their 14-year-old was getting hit on by a district attorney. That is not something that, that's a time thing. 40 years ago, monsters would have been thrilled that their 14-year-old daughter was being hit on by the 32-year-old district attorney. Mm -hmm. Again, these ideas... Now, this isn't... When they do polling application for you to go in and, and sit in a room like this in a focus group, they, they mass email people and then they send a generic poll out and then you answer it and then you get kind of just randomly picked if you meet, meet the certain criteria. So it's not like they went deep diving for people with really problematic views to sit on this panel. They go through the regular process. I get these emails when he comes to L.A. Oh, I want to go. Well, you have to fill out a whole... It's a process. It's a deal. Yeah, I do want to... maybe don't get picked. I do want to say that something could be playing a role here, which is... Um, 
the more that the people in the room hear other people talk and say these things. They get a little loosey-goosey. Yeah, the more encouraged they might be to um, say the same things or express similar sentiments. I'm not saying that they would say things that they don't necessarily agree with, but I'm saying being in a comfortable room where people are the same. Like-minded people. Yeah, Yeah. allows you to kind of go further with what you might say. Sure. I dated an older man at 16, so we don't really... How old was he? 31. I'm not going to say that the 14-year-old, that's... I don't believe her, to be honest. The one that said she was 14, I don't believe her. Um, So this is one of my least favorite things that people do. Well, I did this Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well... It didn't happen that way for me. Your experience does not generalize to the population. So relax, okay? Just because you know someone who texted and they drove and they didn't die doesn't mean it doesn't... Like, please stop. Yeah. Please stop doing that. Yeah. Because you dated someone doesn't mean that this 14-year-old's experience with the district attorney coming on to her and touching her and trying to abuse her um, it doesn't make that story not true yeah. or less problematic because your it story, also happened to you. Your story has nothing to do with this particular instance. Yes. And I think we've pretty much all been in the situation where there's been a sexual harassment. I mean, think about what you're saying. You're calling all nine of those women liars. Nine women When it happened to you, didn't you want people to trust you? I never told anybody. And is that good either? If I was going to tell somebody, I would not have waited 38 years to tell it. That's what's mind boggling. Why wait till now at an election to come forward and say, oh. Okay, Frank, what you're wanting to know is we got a bunch of conservatives here and you want to know why we're going to vote for Roy Moore. Uh, My wife went to high school with Roy. She said in high school, Roy was a hard worker, an American success story, if you will. He always aimed for higher things. However, neither she nor I have ever voted for Roy up until now. And we intend to vote for Roy because of the opponent that's running. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, we've probably got two miserable candidates. In my opinion, we ought to go with a conservative. We ought to go with somebody that we know is going to vote conservative. And that's what I'm looking for. Roy Moore is not a miserable man. This man has more integrity than you can find in the entire Congress right now. Don't fall for the George Soros assassination plan. The truth will come out. These women are all going to be proven, just like the 16 that went against President Trump, just right before the election. What about the women who went against Bill Clinton? The accusers of Clinton, everybody knows he's a womanizer well people think the same thing about roy moore with bill clinton they went to the courthouse and they filed papers they didn't wait 40 years to do it that's a huge difference yeah why didn't those 14 year old girls go down to the courthouse and file the papers Brittany? they should have known they's 14 they're marrying age 14 fucking disgusting yeah why aren't they taking on the da at 14 (laughs) why weren't they brave enough as little teenage girls to battle the the district attorney than just going to the media only six weeks before an election 
So I got a question for you. We recruited, there are about 60 people who wanted to be in this group. And you guys ended up in it. Not a single African American is in this group. Why? Welcome to Alabama. Democrats. That's the best you can come up with. <laughs> I was here during the civil rights era. We didn't have racial problems after the 80s <laughs> because we went through it. Oh, when Obama Jesus. was elected and he started his divisional oh, rhetoric, Jesus. race relations in Alabama went the rest of the way of the country. The race relations in the state of Alabama is really not that bad. <laughs> let me, goddamn. You know what? Let me, are you kidding me? Listen, we didn't have racial problems after the 80s. After the 80s, are you, that is the most myopic, unbelievably blind fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That in Alabama, there weren't problems surrounding race until Obama came into office. Yeah. They knew their place in Alabama. Mm -hmm. They did what they was told. And then when we got a black president, they thought they could be American citizens with full rights. It's... Well, it's quite revealing when they say that they didn't have a problem with race relations again until Obama was elected. Right. Oh, yeah? And why do you think that is? Why did you start having race relation problems again? <laughs> what 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 prompted that? Ugh. But what does it say? Why that does it always come down to race? Why can't we just be Americans, Alabamians? Because 97% of the African-American community is going to vote for Doug Jones. Does that not concern you? It does. Yes. That is a remarkable percentage he laid out there. Well, and then then they're concerned. Oh, yes, that does concern us because we want him to win. It's not that we're concerned about race relations and why they might not feel compelled to vote for Roy Moore because of the racist and problematic things that he has said in the past. But we just want to make sure that he wins. So, yeah, we want to figure out why they're not voting for him. Yes, it does. It, it ha that, yes, that concerns me greatly. It tells me that Roy Moore didn't do a very good job of getting out and campaigning. So why aren't they voting Republican? Because they listen to people, you know, that are uh, that have influence over them. If, if they've been so destroyed, why do they keep voting for them? Why won't they vote for your candidates? Well, in my opinion, they'd be stupid. I don't understand that. If you vote for somebody that's making you worse and worse, you call that smart or stupid. He's calling black people Is, stupid. Isn't a better question why African Americans wouldn't vote for him? I mean, like, why do they want immigrants coming over and, and taking the jobs that they could be having? You know, what do they believe? Do they believe a baby should be aborted at nine months? I mean, I, I don't know. Policy is everything. And if we don't stand for conservative policies, then we've lost anyway. You lost anyway, lady. So I am, I mean, you just hear so much misinformation, even the nine months line. Yeah. There. yeah. I mean, there's just, there's no way that there's, <laughs> there's no way that abortion will be allowed at nine months. That's not going it's to happen. Illegal. So you can yeah. relax and you can stop saying that because that is not what's happening. Yeah. Doug, it, it, Doug Jones can believe that, I guess. I don't think that he does. But if you're saying that he does, uh, he has no control over making that happen. We so. also need to keep in mind that that woman also believes that if you have unprotected sex and you get pregnant because the rubber broke or whatever, 
that that's a baby now. Day one, the moment that the sperm penetrates the egg and it turns into some magic group of cells, that is a baby. Mm-hmm. That is not a, a bloody clump of cells that is rapidly dividing and growing into a human being. That is a fucking baby at that very moment. Second one, it's a baby. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to have a discussion because you would have to get into the weeds about science with these people that that isn't a baby. I think an argument even about the viability of the fetus would be a, a, a hard road to hoe with a lady like that because she doesn't view it as anything other than a baby. Well, acting as though this support for abortion at nine months is what the Democratic Party stands for is ridiculous. Yes. That is not the case. I mean, I don't even know what percentage I would put on someone who would be in favor of that. I couldn't even guess. Um, but I imagine it is not high. <laughs> Very low. Um, you don't seem to agree, but I, I well, don't know. Well, no, I just think it's probably higher than you think. It's certainly low, but I think it's higher than you think. Huh. Because in the 90s, in the late 90s, there was a an, uh, a debate going on with Clinton overriding vetoes and um, or vetoing legislation to outlaw what's called par- partial birth abortion or late term abortion. Hmm. Um, so I think there's there's a higher percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it's more political games. We don't have to get into abortion right now, but it, it's more political gamesmanship than it is anything because the 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 pro-choice movement looks at it as chipping away at the fundamental rights of a woman to choose, mm-hmm. even if you're outlawing something that really there's no place for it. Because hmm. if a baby can survive outside the womb, in what cases would you need to abort a baby that's been carried to eight months or seven months when it could survive, likely without any medical intervention outside the womb? I, I don't know. I just... It ends up being political, and I'd rather not play that game, especially with something as important as that. So, so higher than I imagine. Probably higher, mm. but not not a tremendous amount. All right. I, I wonder about the audience. What do you guys think? Yeah. Let's end it there. What? Uh, oh, oh, we I... have something else. Six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine. Is it an asshole of today or taking care of biz? Taking care of biz. Taken care of biz. A eight-year-old named Jaden Perez. Jaden Perez. Yes. Taken care of biz. He lives in New Jersey, and he heard about the situation in Puerto Rico and the devastation. and That still remains to this day. Exactly. And he... When his parents told him about it, he reflected on it and started thinking about how the holidays are coming up. Mm -hmm. And then he asked them, wow, if they've lost everything, that means they've lost toys too. the kids. Yeah, from his perspective. And they said, yeah, they've lost everything. They lost their toys. And he he said he did not want them to go a Christmas without having toys. So he started a toy drive. Mm. And in two weeks... He collected more than a thousand toys. Really? Yes. Wow. So he just came up with this idea. He wanted to donate toys. 
And now there are pictures that you can see. Um, Huffington Post is reporting on it. Everyone's reporting on it of um, volunteers stuffing boxes that they're getting ready to ship. Yeah. And over a thousand toys. Pretty awesome. The last the last kid we featured was the kid who created the the meals program where he'd do a sack lunch and sit down and talk to homeless people. I I like I really enjoy when we feature kids that are really taking care of business, getting the job done, because it they're going to grow up to be productive, thoughtful, empathetic adults who are looking to take care of their fellow men and women. Yes. And if you cannot make it to New Jersey, but you want to help their cause, they set up a GoFundMe page. If you search Christmas toys for kids in Puerto Rico, it will come up or Christmas toys for kids in PR. We'll also link to it on the Facebook page. Yes. They've raised um, $8,600 so far. Nice. So that's another way to help if you want to help them get toys to kids in Puerto Rico. Because it is... The Christmas season. It is. Awesome. Well, thank you, Brittany, for that. Bringing a little light into our lives with the Taking Care of Biz. I know you put a lot of hard work into that. Everybody owes you a debt of gratitude. They really do. (laughs) All right, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. What particular doctrine of the faith are you? Uh, do you follow? <laughs> Two years old. Oh, what? Oh, you're. Oh, he pooped his pants. I, I, I got nothing. <laughs>